on this week's episode of The Chris and Andre Show. It's time for politics. In Manchin's defense, his arguments are not wrong, right? They may not hold true across the board, right? So the argument of like the $400,000 salary uh, max was unacceptable unacceptable to him for the child, t- child tax credit, but then he said it should be $200,000. And I started thinking to myself, well, $200,000 makes sense in like uh, the Southeast. It may make sense in the Midwest. It may not make sense in California, New York, right. or other states. So for at some level that makes sense, it's a good argument, but it penalizes people that may live in a state where the cost of living is so much higher. Um, so in that case, I feel like what you have is in the BBB, a default to we're trying to help people that have the highest cost of living, right? We're looking at at what is essentially we feel like the bare minimum that we could set it at so that in places like California, New York, where the cost of living is so much higher that you're you're still able to get the relief ultimately that you need. Yes, right. there will be some places, some people in places like, you know, Montana or Kentucky where they don't need that relief and they're going to benefit from it anyways. But the idea is to make sure that people who need the relief are going to get it. And that's where I just I feel like more often than not I I get frustrated with I guess like the these arguments because it's like yeah I I get what you're saying that like $400,000 is a lot of money those people don't need a child tax credit and it's like yes not in all places they don't but in some places they do and because we're trying to address this at a federal level not saying it's the best way but that's what we're trying to do here that that's the only way we can really go about this. If we set it at 200,000, then there's people in California who are still not getting the, the relief that they ultimately need from this bill. And so unless you want to set it at, you know, some percentage of cost of living, right. Or whatever, yeah. I just. And the, the, the hypocrisy from states like South Carolina, Kentucky, uh, Alabama, West Virginia, Missouri, West Virginia, is there like for and I think on average it's like for every dollar that they spend they get like three to four dollars of federal tax money. Right. So I mean states, they are literally state, living off federal welfare to exist as a state, yeah, and yet so, they're the ones who want to sit there and claim that well welfare is for you know we don't want to make it an entitlement wanna, system. <laughs> yeah, yeah, who don't want to so, work? So go. You know what that sounds like? That sounds a lot like Hawaii. Why I think about last statistic was like eighty six percent of the populace is is on um, food stamps. Mm-hmm. And, really? And the food stamps they get, yeah, and the food stamps they get is an excess of six hundred dollars a person. Like so, if one family can have a, a couple thousand in food stamps yeah. a month, and it's it's a culture. Everyone's like, you just, ha- you just it's a culture of food stamps. Like it's become so normal that people when people pay for cash, they're like, whoa, <laughs> hey brother, you know what's this? they called you know it's that kind of stuff yeah. and um but so but having that said having a society so dependent on federal aid and then seeing the flip side of it is so politically red is confusing as shit to me because that when I, when I you know when i lived there i was like everything about this environment screams that this should be a blue blue state but you guys are like 
driving around in uh, Toyota Tacomas, lifted with lift kits, and, and, you, and, you're, and you're thinking you're all cowboys and trying to act like the reddest of the rednecks, yeah. which made me laugh like hell because I'm like I'm from the South United States. You guys are nothing compared to them. Hell, you <clears> could be driving the, for the your, one your dad's Chevy pickup truck, but the end, at the end of the day, like that is, those guys took a freaking bailout yeah. bigger than anybody, like. Right? Yeah. I mean... it, it, it created this weird thing. I was like... Don't get me started on GMI. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it, it, it made me paranoid that there was, like, there's some weird... There's, like, this one... When you see that that that, that dichotomy, you, you start to wonder where are these people getting their information and what who's targeting that information towards them to think this way. Because if you live in a house full of ice and someone hands you an open flame and says this will keep your house cold... And you believe them? I'm going to start wondering why you why you think that way. I, I don't. I mean, I don't disagree. I I just think that the argument, the, the partisan argument, there is weak, and I, I think that's what frustrates me and infuriates me. So Manchin and all of his. And again, I don't disagree with what he's saying, but it's not the complete picture, um, and it only it only caters to a certain part of the voters in West Virginia that may feel like, again, it's playing to the narrative that all. You know, uh, if you don't live in my state, you're an elitist, blah, blah, blah. Or, you know, you may be more. <laughs> and like, but like Joe Manchin isn't an elitist, right? I mean, that's no what, where the, the massive a... disconnect is here. Like the dude literally lives on a yacht in a state that is landlocked. Yeah. Right. This isn't like some dude that lives in, in Massachusetts and has a yacht on the harbor you know, like this dude literally went out of his way to get as far away from his constituents as humanly possible <laughs> and then live off of like the decimation of their beautiful countryside because of the coal plants that they want to continue to fund. So, and well, ironically, like, the, the coal, there's a coal workers union that reached out to him to kind of get him to stop being so hard on this bill. Because yeah. it would actually help some of the people that have, you know, been affected <laughs> that by the work black, in the black, coal mines, right? Yeah, by yeah. black lung disease. So we'll see what happens there if he's really so, you know, true to his his coal roots and you know his constituents. I just don't buy it, and I just I really think that if you want to win, and it's not again, it's it's about being the right opposition to the other party, right? The Republicans know how to win elections more consistently. They know how to rig elections. They know how to rig state legislatures. They know how to be opposition. I mean, like, they know that's, how to be opposition. That is, yeah, like it's not about who we are. It's about who we are not, and we are not right. them. And they are not who you want to be. Like that's the whole message, right? It's don't be like the Democrats. Be like us. Well, what are you guys like? We're anti-Democrats. Okay. Well, what does that? Mean? <laughs> what does that mean? It means <laughs> we don't believe anything they believe. Well, what do you believe? Nothing. Okay. <laughs> Wait for them to tell us. <laughs> Yo, yeah. So I, it, it reminds me of that clip from uh, Key and Peele where he was doing the President Obama, you know, and like the lawmakers come in. And they're all like, you know, ah, we can't wait to say no to you. And he's like, I think we need harsher gun laws. And they're like, no. Wait, what the? You know, he's like, higher tax rates for the poor. No. What are we doing? You know, like guys are cutting off their tongues and stuff. Like that's where I, I feel like that. They just looked at that and they went, what a brilliant idea to to embrace as a party, right? Like, it's not about what we are. It's about what we oppose. And all we have to oppose is everything 
that that other party stands for. It doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter who it helps. All we know is that anything they want is bad. They are bad. And we are good because they are bad. Because we are the opposite of them, we must be good because we have defined them as bad. So if I was a campaign manager for a Democrat, I would run up on Republicans. I would be in their face about all their BS. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> anyway, I start shooting. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, when okay. you say run up on somebody, that's, <laughs> that's what I envision. <laughs> <laughs> to hear the rest, tune into this week's episode of The Chris and Andre Show.